It's the week after Christmas Sunday, and some churches they call this Low Sunday because the attendance is very low. So I appreciate all you who are faithful and are here today to worship God with us. We find ourselves in the Gospel of Luke, a text that doesn't get read very often. It's the second chapter, the 22nd verse through the 40th. Most people don't engage this text when they read about their favorite text, but it is a favorite text of mine. So hear these words. When the time for their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms, and he praised God by saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. And there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was old and she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at the very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. And may I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we, as your people, have ears that hear. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. It was shaped like a a shirt box. And it was wrapped and it had wrapping paper around it and then it had ribbon 
going long ways and width ways around it and had a bowl placed in the middle of it. And to pick it up, you would probably shake it and guess T-shirt, dress shirt, golf shirt, you know, some article of clothing. But it was a gift. It was a gift that was handled, a gift that was much anticipated, a, a gift that even the givers were excited about giving because what was in the box was different than what was in the mind of the one who held the gift. I wonder if we at Christmas experience the manger and what's in our mind is different than what the giver has for us. Our expectations of the Christ child or our expectations of of what the gift will look like or what the gift will be to us this year, is it different than what God has planned for us? Simeon, an old man, an old righteous man, one who was revered in the temples and one whose wisdom was great, Simeon expected God to reveal God's glory to him, to see that Israel would be redeemed. But Simeon wasn't quite sure how that would happen. He wasn't sure, but what he did was something we as people of God need to do. We need to trust God. I wonder if Christmas is over and it's obvious that the Sunday after Christmas isn't near as important as Christmas Sunday to many folks in this world. That to come and give thanks to God for all that God has done in this very week. To come and experience the Christ again. Why do we call it the low Sunday? It's because expectations, because people have other priorities, because people have to be other places they need to be. And they forget that there is a God who provided the gift and God wants for them to be intimate. And we open a gift that's full. A, good, a gift that's beyond expectation. A gift that can't be had any other way when we open the Christ child. But we have to experience God. And the question I ask is, is it enough? Was Christmas enough for you this year? Did the, the gifts under the tree meet your expectations? Did you get what you wanted for Christmas? Was your experience with the Christ child, was it enough for you? Was, was God revealed enough in your life? Do you know that God has redeemed Israel and you? Are you willing to do what Simeon did, said, okay, God, I have seen it, and it is enough. We watched a movie at my house, and I must say, I wasn't the biggest fan of the movie. Will Ferrell stars in it. His name is Buddy, and the movie is called Elf. And while the rest of the people in my house were laughing, I was sitting in my my recliner, and then I became the joke because I didn't laugh. Dumb humor is not humor to me. But we watched Elf, and we had a great family time, even though Dad wasn't laughing very much. We had, a, we had a great time. But I saw a cartoon this morning that said, or yesterday morning, that said it had Buddy the Elf. It's in a, if you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie. But it's Will Ferrell dressed as an elf in yellow leotards and a green elf suit with the green elf hat on. And he's standing there, and he says, only 364 more days till Christmas. And I worry that we're like that. I worry, as you look across the pews, that we're like that. 
that we experienced Christmas and we went like this, check, Christmas is done. I said yes to Jesus again and there's 364 more days till we can get presents again. Let's start scheming, let's start planning, let's start checking our list and counting it twice. Let's see who's naughty and nice. Let's start right now. But yet God gave us a gift. And what did we do with that gift? Was it enough for us? Was it enough that we could walk into whatever life handed for us the next day? Life has continued, death has gone on, the trials of life have continued. Was that gift enough for us? Simeon, when Jesus was presented in the temple, what did he do? He took that gift and he held that gift. Held the baby Jesus. How many of us are willing to take the commitment, the experience of the Christ, and we sit for just long enough to hold that baby? To look into the eyes of that baby and see God's creation. To know that Jesus is alive and well and viable in our lives. How many of us have stopped long enough to say, God, thank you. You are enough. That's what Simeon did. He held the baby and and he prayed to God and he said, God, your promise has been fulfilled. You have delivered Israel. I hold in my very arms the Christ you told me about. He knew by the power of the Holy Spirit that this child was enough for the world. That this very child was enough to redeem Israel. That this child was enough to redeem all of the world. That this child, the one that God had anointed, the one that God had sent, was enough. What about us? What about, how much is Christ enough in our lives? Is he enough to change our lives that what happened on Christmas makes us different on the day after Christmas? Is God that big? Is God that enough in your life that whatever gift you have from God, that it's changed who you are? Yesterday, you received the gift. Today, you're a different person. That every day you wake up and you acknowledge the gift and the presence of God, that you go forth in a new way. That you have redeemed, been redeemed by God through the power of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, that you have enough. Or are you like that That big elf, that grown-up human figure that's dressed like an elf that's really kind of creepy, and you just want to say there's 364 more days till Christmas. We catch ourselves all the time acting like the elf, like Buddy. We want more. We need more. We expect more. We can't wait for to get more. How many presents are under the tree and how many are labeled just for me? Anybody do that? I'm guilty. I go and I dig and I look and I search. And when I was growing up, they had to really hide things because I found them before they were wrapped. I knew mom and dad's best hiding places. And mom and dad were professionals. And you know what that meant? Working professionals. You you know what that meant? It meant Barry was left alone at home. And I could snoop. And I could find the gifts. And I could count how many were for me. How many of us, even having experienced Christmas, still function in that reality? We function in a reality of where we want it for us. And God already says, I am enough for you. 
And we embrace the Christ package. We hold the Christ package in our hands when the recipient of that small package, that one that was that wrapped, it looked like a dress shirt in a box. It was one of those size boxes. When the recipient held that and shook that, I asked, what do you think it is? I don't know. Gift card, maybe a shirt. I don't know. I don't know. And you know what? I was the giver of the gift. And I knew that when that gift was going to be opened, all expectations were going to be blown out the window. All expectations, because what was in that box led to a gift that cannot be had this Christmas. Cannot be had. And we were lucky enough to get our hands on something that couldn't be had. An item that was so hard to get, people were paying two or three, four or five times the price of the item. And I knew that the person who received that gift their expectations would be blown out of the water. I mean, blown out of the water. We sent them on a little scavenger hunt where they had to look around to really find the gift, you know. This was just a clue, and then you got to go here, and then you got to go there until you really find it. Is it really real? Is what I'm about to experience really real? As I go from one step to the next, is it really real? God, are you real in my life? God, is the gift really true in my life? God, is Jesus really right for me? God, did you really redeem Israel? God, do I really? I'm in suffering. I'm in pain. Where are you? And God continues to say to us, I am enough. I am enough for you. But what we want to do is we want to go to the resurrection and not experience the crucifixion. We want to move to forgiveness and not have repentance. We want to be unbound without experience being bound. That's not what God said God was about. God said what God was about, finding us in our own crucifixion, finding us in our own wrappings, finding us when we're bound up and we can't see who God is, finding us when we need to be repentant, finding us and moving us so that we can be accountable for who we are. And then we experience the resurrection. Then we experience forgiveness. And then we experience a new freedom by being unbound. By being unbound. Now I'll tell you that the anticipation of giving a gift that can't be had is just, oh, it was eating me up. I just wanted to tell what it was. You ever do that? I mean, it was like, oh gosh, we have planned, we have planned, we've planned, we've done this, and me and my other secret elf, we had planned and planned and we had done all this. And I just wanted to say what it was, but I just kept my mouth shut. And I allowed those who received the gift to walk through the journey to find the gift. Isn't that what God does for us? God says to us, here is your gift. And it's enough. But you have to find the gift in you. You have to find the God creation in you. And the way we do that is by experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our individual unwrapped the gift and read the cute little poem that was written. And the final place was in a closet. And there's at least six, seven, eight, nine closets in the house where I live. And it only said the closet. So to watch this individual run from one closet, and if y'all have seen our closets, 
nothing against you, Murray. <laughs> but to go into someone's closet that has their clothes and their shoes, and you, you, know, you know your own closet, right? And to try to find a gift. And then when it's not in that closet, you have to go to the next closet. And then there's all the sporting equipment and all the hobbies that the hobby enthusiastic hobby enthusiast father has, and Lord knows there's plenty of them. And you have to try to find a gift. You don't know what shape, you don't know what size, but you got to find the gift. And then maybe it's not in there, but then you go back to the other closet that's in the back bedroom. And then you go, and you go from closet to closet. How many of us get stuck in closets in our life searching for the Christ child? And we say God's not enough. And we give up on the journey. Do you know that that gift was hidden in the very first closet I thought the recipient would run to? It was hidden in the very first closet I thought the recipient would run to. It was the last closet they went to. How many of us are like that? I mean, we enjoyed the journey to the gift. But if we take the journey to the gift even earlier, God will reveal God's self even more to us. But we have to be able to humble ourselves like Simeon did. Simeon waited on God, waited and waited and waited, and then said these words. May I go in peace. Do you know what that means? Take me from this earth, God. I have seen your fulfillment. And I want to ask you this question. Is your experience with the Christ this Christmas enough to say, I've seen the fullness of God. I've walked through all the closets in my life and only God, your gift is what's important. I've made the journey from opening the present to now understanding the reality of holding the Christ child in my heart. That I can say to you, if tomorrow were it, God, I'm good. If the next moment were it, God, I'm good. Because you are good. Because you are good. You see, when Simeon spoke to Mary, he didn't say, hey, Mary. It's going to be all peaches and roses. The Holy Spirit will clean the diapers and then he'll come again at night to fix the night bottles and feed the baby. You'll just have it. You'll get every hour of sleep you need. Nobody will pick on your kid because it's a holy child. That kid will never suffer because that kid's anointed by God. Simeon said a sword will pierce your side you will be tormented and a sword will pierce your soul that was the promise that Simeon left Mary with now I'm going to tell you that the gift had to do with electronics and I just can't imagine the anticipation to use that gift it's the newest greatest I mean advertise it everywhere it's what everybody wants but you have to have internet to run it. We live in the country. And our internet is horrible. I mean, if you call me, those of you who call me, you know that I may have to text you back because even our phone service is bad. And this recipient is holding the newest, greatest gaming internet thing that he can hold. Right? but they can't use it. The torture, can you imagine the days 
Here sits a gift that cannot be used because there's not enough internet. Cannot be used the pain. Cannot be used. What about us? Are we willing to experience the pain? Are we willing to walk through the dark, dark sides of life? Are we willing to know that no matter where we are in our life, whether we're on a, on, a, on a mountaintop celebrating the goodness of God or whether we're deep in the dark valley waiting for the internet to come back on so we can use our gift, that God is enough. That the gift of the Christ child is enough for us. Simeon said, Let me go in peace. Not let me be yanked from the earth. Not let me go in victory. Not let me go in selfishness and proclaim that I have seen. Let me go in peace. I wonder. We've opened the gift. Is the gift enough for us to be at peace? Amen.